Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Culture. to a new winter Colts and culture and today we're going to be doing another hit and a shit where we pick two tracks each one we like one we hate and with me as always is dan hello dan hey how you doing yes very well thank you and i'm ready to start a new day oh really a green day <laughs> well that's very convenient because i've been thinking for a long time we need to talk about green day yes um, um, and that's not just a day where me and Dan get together and we go around and we recycle things and we plant things and do things for the world or whatever. No, we're talking about a shitty punk band from <laughs> California. <laughs> uh, um, three little boys who turn into three old men, which is overnight, <laughs> it seemed like, and still think they're three little boys. Um, it's really weird to look at Billy Joe these days when he literally looks like the youngest one out of his entire family. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. Um, did he sell his soul at some point? What's going on? Yeah. Like all the makeup and dyed black hair and stupid outfits. His wife literally looks like it could be his mum. And <laughs> he has two kids now, and one of which looks like they could be, they hang out at high school together. It's weird. Uh, it's all going to hit him all at once, though, I, th- I feel. At some point, he's going to like age overnight horribly. Mm, I hope so. He better. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and that's that's Green Day. Um, Dan, fill us in a little bit. What 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 do you like about Green Day, and what do you what do you hate about them? Well, I was never the biggest Green Day fan, but you know they came along at a time um, when I was very susceptible to that kind of music. Um, so you know, I really I really like that early stuff. Um, you know, the stuff before they got signed to a major label. Like mm-hmm. 39 Smooth and um, Kaplunk. Mm-hmm. It's just like nice kind of optimistic, breezy, kind of power punk, pop punk. Um, quite sort of like innocent teenage kind of lyrics. Um, and then Dookie, obviously, like that. I even liked Insomniac. 
I know a lot of people don't like that, but I like the slightly more kind of like alternative rock kind of side of it. Nimrod started to go off the boil a bit, although I think there's loads of good stuff on there. There's some patchy stuff on there too. And then Warning, it started going downhill. And I kind of lost interest in them at that point. And then American Idiot happened. And I remember hearing some of that. I've never heard the whole album, but I heard enough of it to know that it was utter shit. And I hated their presentation at that point. And obviously it was a huge hit and it just seemed to validate uh, their approach. And I feel like they maybe reached a point where they were like, you know, we're we're struggling here because I don't think Warning did very well at all. And it's Mm. like they just went, sod this, we're just going to try and appeal to the broadest kind of like teenage audience that we can. And ever since then, like the the songwriting, the production... The presentation, you know, the artwork on their albums mm. has just become absolutely cringeworthy. And I remember a few months ago you highlighted this because we uh, had one of their songs, didn't we, on one of our shows as a, as a shit song. Um, and I thought, God, this is bad. Mm. But somehow, just recently, it's got a whole lot worse. <laughs> Yeah, I agree, basically, with pretty much all that. So, again, I want to say, like, most people, um, it was Dookie, I think, that probably opened me up to their stinky world. But, yeah, everything pre-Dookie, I enjoyed more the more I listened to it. Um, And it felt more, like, catchy and hooky and uh, felt more, like, urgent and immediate. Whereas Dookie, I quite liked the idea that it was, like, Ugh, we're like these idiot punks and like the sound has got a bit more glossy but like basket case after you've heard it about the fifth time on mtv or whatever you're just like all right right i'm done like but just got played to absolute death um but there's still some songs that album that i'm like these are still like solid songs and then you know not the singles i'm um, like what pulling teeth i think is one mm-hmm. um off the top of my head and uh yeah insomniac was really good it felt like it was a bit more um it got slightly a bit more mature. I wouldn't say it wouldn't, I still wouldn't call it mature, but like it's got a bit more grit in it. Yeah. They're trying to do something else with it, which is good. And then came Nimrod, which was where they're kind of becoming more pop. There was still some stuff, but these were like, okay, they're like, this is a, you know, not a edgy punk band anymore. This is a mainstream kind of rock mainstream pop punk band, basically. But there was still enough in there. I was like, I quite like that. I quite like that. But um, it was, you know, like time of your life and all that stuff. I was like, oh, right, they're really going for it here. They're really like trying to um, get into that mainstream market. And then, yeah, as you said, when whatever warning came and went and all this stuff, it was like, this is horrible. But then if you remember, like Billy Joe got fat. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And this was during that time. And then they went away, basically. They went away for a while. Clearly, they had a conversation with their label about what they should do next. Billy Joe cleaned up his act. He got really um, thin again, and they kind of made it, tried to make him look a bit younger. They started putting, like, basically makeup on him, and he they blatantly had, like, stylists and all this stuff. Um, and they came back with something that's a bit more... Um, uh, yeah, a bit more nimrody, maybe more than warning, but... Um, uh, they had a lot more marketing spend behind them. So when they did American Idiot and all that, this was their like um, big comeback, essentially. Even yeah. though it felt like they hadn't been away that long, they had basically gone back and 
definitely pressed refresh. Yeah. And tried to attack from a different angle. And yeah, they were marketed um, to a new audience, essentially. So where we'd grown up with them and they were seen as old hat, taking that time away and refreshing them as a brand meant they could open themselves up to like, um, that was still popular guitar music that was still happening back then. And they kind of carried on since. And since then, the fact that they've had like a Broadway musical, you know, and all this stuff, it's like, yeah, they're not punk. I mean, they never were like punk proper. Um, no. You, you know, it was still like, they were still quite poppy. Like even like pre, as you said, like pre Warner Brothers or whoever, it was still quite poppy, but it was fine. That was part of the fun. Um I mean, and then, you know, like another bad example, um, well, another example of badness basically being Offspring, where it was like, yeah, it was kind of pop-punky, and then it just went full-scale pop. Yeah. And that's kind of what Green Day and a lot of other bands of that ilk were kind of doing. Um, Yeah, I mean, they've been so successful since American Idiot, you know, it worked. Um, And any, any sort of younger listeners might, you know, they might have grown up with that as Green Day. But for a lot of people of our age um, that kind of got on board with them with Ducky, uh, it's it's pretty it's pretty sad sight and it's pretty galling to see mm. what they've become. And this new album, uh, this new album that's come out, I mean, it's not good. No, it is. Uh, and also, I just want to make the point, you know, like I'm not a big Green Day fan, like I said, and the last few albums, I haven't listened to them. I'm just not interested. But this one got such a lot of negative backlash online um, that I felt like I had to hear it. Mm. And I was just shocked. The problem is, is that Billy Joe is still writing like he was 15. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, that doesn't necessarily have to be like a change of sound or more mature sound, but it just hasn't, there's just no evolution. And at least with like things like Insomniac, because you were saying it's a bit... Gritty and okay, it's the same kind of thing, but you could tell they were trying to do something a bit different. I don't think that's ever happened again since. This is a regression as well to me. And, you know, I mean, everything about it, father of all motherfuckers. It's Mm. such a desperate grab for, like, some kind of of shock value. What's really sad is that the music and everything about their image is obviously pandering to quite a young audience. Yeah. Um, And so that sort of use of of the fuck word sorry the f word Um, or the f bomb if you're in america the fuck word (laughs) you know fuck (laughs) it's um yeah it's really it's just so sad and but what's really bad as well amongst that artwork like they've got this like puking unicorn um and all this reference to cocaine there's all this like coke around and I saw a poster uh, they've used to advertise it, like a billboard poster in the States. Mm. And it's obviously making like reference to cocaine. It's like, look how edgy and cool we are. And it's just so cringeworthy. Oh dear. No, I haven't seen any of that. Oh God. Well, we've talked about them enough now, I think. So let's, um, I tell you what, listen to one of mine first. Yeah. I'm hoping we're going to start maybe with your hit because I'd like to be reminded of what was good about them. I can't remember, but let's find out. (laughs) 
Album, I believe. I think so. God knows. Revelation. God Revolution. Knows. I was Radio. going through Spotify and I was like, it wasn't actually terrible. that bad, to be honest. Um, oh, it sounds like a kind of. Don't huh? do this. Don't do it's, this. Uh, I think the the work. <laughs> what's really bad about it is like the the production. Um, I mean, it just sounds like Billy J churning out typical kind of Green Day song. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what takes it into like over the edge is that production sound, <clears throat> like the gloss, the compression on his vocals, um, and obviously I've just been watching the video as well. And like they're kind of like shtick, the gurning and the way he like pops his eyeballs at the microphone, all that kind of thing. Ugh, I hate it. Yeah, so cliche now. It's, it's everyone like they're at like a house party or something. It's like fucking hell, come on. Come on, mate. No one's going to invite fucking four fifty-year-olds to their house party and think that's cool. Um, yeah. Well, what were your I, hate, I just, I just don't like it. I just don't like anything about it. I just hate it. It's just classic, like nothing. Green Day turd. Basically, I could have picked anything. I could have like got a track listing of the last like four albums or whatever, and just dropped a pin, and just thrown it on in here, and been like, there you go. That's kind of what I did, really. Well. <laughs> I, I honestly think my, my shit is shittier than your shit. Wow, okay. Have you heard the new album? No. So this is going to be your chance. Um, let's go, I think I've given you my hit, but let's go for the shit. Okay. I want to get this out of the way. Okay, if you say so. Let's do it. <laughs> get a whiff of this. That was dire. That was scary, actually. <laughs> um, Firstly, it's already dated because it sounds like something that should have been on like a shitty knockoff Apple advert from 2005 or something. Nailed it. Um, totally. That uh, is the sound, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's not Green Day. Is that, that's in it, obviously, it's Grey Day, but it's in it's not a Green Day sound ever. And that, I know, like, I was just criticising the fact that they don't do anything different. Yeah, but don't do this. You're not supposed to sound the same as everyone else. That sound oh, different man. from yourself, great. That's an evolution of your artistry. But also you want to keep it, you know, a bit unique, not just be like, well, this is, we need to sell this stuff to, like, commercials. That like, fucking hell, Jesus. It sounds like a gap ad or something. Yeah, it's not even two minutes. So it's one of those things that's like perfectly primed primed to be like, you know, an extended advert on like a, a tourism film for California or something. That's just fucking shit. I hated it. 
Uh, just to be clear, that's Fire Ready Aim. And I think it was one of the pre-release singles. Whatever. Um, or at least it had, you know, had a music video. It, so- it sounds as well to me a bit like um, capitalising on that kind of like 60s revival thing that happened around the turn of the century. Mm. You know, like the Hives and uh, yeah. some, of the, uh, some of those kind of bands. Yeah. But it's 20 years too late. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's weird. Why are they why are they approaching this sound now? And those vocals. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. And what's he doing? Is it, is weird. It, I don't know. Like weird distortion, and then all like all this like woo. Yeah, his like main vocal line is like buried so deep as well. I don't know, whatever, fine. That's the whole favorite. album sounds like that. <laughs> that is the sound of this album. Terrible. Um, did you notice the uh, Pinhead riff ripped off as, as well at one point? No, it's the best part of the song. There's a little bit where there's just a slight deviation. Green Day is like catalogue is littered with that kind of thing. We're like, I've heard this riff before. And often it's like they recycle their own riffs, don't they? Quite a lot, especially I think in the early stuff, but it's not too offensive. But yeah, they do pull for a lot of stuff from other songs. Um, shit, and I think they bank on like people not recognising it. But mm. the more and more music I listen to, especially like as I go back and listen to stuff, like he loves the kinks. Right. There's some loads of Green Day stuff, just like total kinks rip off. Really? Uh, yeah. It's not good, is Yeah. Have, have you looked... Look at the album cover, honestly, for this thing. Yeah, I was... I did kind of briefly look at it. It's... Um, it's such a mess. Like graffiti, I, but like... Uh, you've got the and it's American a idiot arm. That's the American idiot arm. Oh, uh, right. Yeah. And then the there's grenade. a puking unicorn. There's Green Day written in kind of blood. And then some words in cocaine underneath that right i mean yeah let's see is it is this a joke i've actually seen some people saying that this is meant to be some kind of like joke because this is a um contractual 
release kind of album. Okay. I think they're done with their contract. Um, but it's a shitty fucking thing to do to your fans if this is intentionally like we're going to release the worst hot trash we can <laughs> we can muster up. The whole album's like 25 minutes or something. Bloody hell. It's only 10 songs. It's stupid. Well, you know, whatever. Really bad. Knock it out. If that's what in. Maybe it's trying to be like some kind of Banksy thing. <laughs> the cover. <laughs> <laughs> some shit Banksy. Um, okay, Dan. Well, uh, on that note, why don't you have a listen to my hit? And then, I'd love to. Uh, yeah. Love to. I hope this takes me back to a time when there were more innocent pleasures to be yes. had. And Billy Joe had only just hit puberty. Let's have a listen. <laughs> thousand light years away this is classic prime kind of yeah green day stuff yeah um i really like you know kaplunk um like we were saying it's a little you know it's not as glossy as as dookie and i also prefer like the songs still at this point are very innocent it's all kind of like a bit more sincere even by dookie things get a little bit more like angry yeah um, yeah, all this is just like, this I point, like this girl kind of thing. Yeah. I'm just dreaming about this all girl. All the songs, yeah, it's all like girls and a little bit about not fitting in. Mm. By the time you get to Dookie, it's kind of like, I'm an angry, rebellious teenager. I'm pissed off at society. Mm. But at this point, it's kind of more like, I don't fit in, you know, disappearing boy, mm. road to acceptance, um, and, and stuff about girls, and which is fine. It doesn't have to be like reaching for anything greater as long as you do it kind of with a bit of sincerity. Yeah. And all of this is it's just fun. It's nice. Yeah, it's quite a cheap choice on my part. Um, but I did kind of go across, um, you know, 1039 and all that and Kaplunk. And I was like, I always came back to this song as like, it's a great opener for um, Kaplunk. And uh, it's the opener for Kaplunk, actually, when I think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and... It's, I just love the chorus. I think the chorus line is really cool. Um, and it just sounds a little bit different. And I remember it was, you know, it's a Green Day kind of sound, but at the same time, for whatever reason, and it could just be the chord structure or the melody or whatever, it, it just sounds a bit more interesting. And I think a lot of those early songs kind of s- still had that. They were like really catchy and punky and poppy, but each one had something to it that um, just made it a little bit more interesting. And Dookie had that as well, but it was more um, poppier. But yeah, that, that's what they've just kind of lost. It's like, none of these are interesting. None of these are putting me back to want to listen to them again. Uh-huh. Um, and that's a problem. But yeah, so I was thinking, oh, maybe I'll pick another track that's kind of, you know, not maybe as obvious as 2008 years. But I was like, you know what? It's It's the song that I still listen to the most, probably from that early stuff. So I thought I'll just stick that on. Nice choice. Yeah. Cool. Um, I kind of struggled to pick my my hit. Um, 
likewise, I wanted to go back to the earlier stuff. Mm. Um, but for me, there aren't that many big standouts. Like, it's all just good. Um, and so what I tried to do was I went for something a little bit more obscure, used the opportunity to dig something out of the, um, out of the depths of YouTube. Um, so this is actually a B-side um, from Basket Case, mm. the UK single, um, it's a re-recording they did during the Dookie sessions of 409 in your coffee maker. Mm. So, yeah, have a listen. Well, you've you heard them we'll, surprise me now. Well, <laughs> you're going to hear it in a second anyway. <laughs> <laughs> So I haven't, I feel like I haven't listened to that since uh, I bought <laughs> Basket Case um, on CD. It's a single, um, which was after it was actually released. But, you know, when we were collecting records and stuff. And um, yeah. yeah, and that really took me back uh, listening to that. <laughs> and I actually forgot what great um, song it is just because, again, kind of like what I was saying before, it does something a bit different. It, it, the way it's um, kind of changes about halfway through um, is really cool and I like the melody and it's just yeah it's great because it's at that time and that's what I quite liked about Dookie is that it, it feels very much um, it had a certain energy about it and this kind of fits it quite nicely if that makes sense um, yeah yeah it's a really good song really good track it's funny that they chose to re-record it um I mean, obviously they re-recorded Welcome to Paradise as mm. well for Zuki. Yeah. Um, I get the impression maybe this was more of like a let's run through an old song that we kind of know just to yeah. Yeah. see like almost like a production kind of thing, see what it sounds like under these conditions. Because um, obviously it was on their first release, the Slappy EP. Mm. Um, and then obviously became part of the, the reissue Obviously, the first album was uh, 39 Smooth, mm. which was reissued with the Slappy EP. Um, 1,039 smoothed out Slappy Hours mm. uh, with uh, with the 1,000 Hours EP as well. Yeah. Um, and I always remember <laughs> having a discussion with you about this song, really? which you probably won't remember. No. Yeah, we were just like, what the hell... What is a 409 in your coffee maker? Right. What does that mean? I remember you always going like, is it literally like the number 409 as like a solid object? And he's just like, ah, just found that in my coffee maker. What a remarkable <laughs> thing. <laughs> Got a 409 in there. <laughs> I don't um, know. Did we ever come to the end of, <laughs> come to a conclusion of it? Well, I've been reading it. just been a shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's some kind of like brand of um i think it's like a poison right um although beach boys have got a song called 409 but that's mm. about a car okay so confusing if I, I wish america please if you're american can you get the story straight on what these numbers mean please please there's so many numbers out there <laughs> you don't need to have 409 
the two different things, very different things as well. Well, what would be, uh, what's a police code for 409? Talking about, you know, that kind of thing, that thing. 409, well, um, like uh, we've, got, we've got a white male with uh, ginger hair. Yeah, it's a robbery involving a B-pack or a drunk, drunk, drunk driver. Uh, what? Drunk driver, 409. Is that what it means? Apparently. Well, apparently it's around something to do with Billy J uh, dosing um, the teacher's coffee. That's apparently something that happened. That would also um, sense. And I, he's kind of used that as an allegory for basically the point when he kind of like checked out because of the lack of support uh, of his teachers or, or faith in him. Right. So it's like, again, it's one of these kind of like coming of age, like self-discovery, I don't fit in kind of songs. Are you sure it's not just about taking a shit in your coffee? I wish it was. <laughs> I really do wish it was. Thinking nice a bit deep about 409. this. Stinky <laughs> yeah. 409. Yeah. You done a 409er? That's a, that's a copy. <laughs> um, oh, well, yeah, that's a, that's it. Well, at least we ended on a high, didn't we? Really? Yeah. You know, there was a time, like I said, you know, it's a bit of a cheap shot, really, to do a discussion about how crap green they are in 2020. Mm. Uh, from a couple of old men. Mm. But um, there was a time when they meant something to people. So it's nice to look back and uh, listen to this stuff. And yeah, there's good, good, good stuff in their back catalogue. Yeah, but that time is gone. No, it's good. <laughs> I, I would recommend, basically, the earlier you go, the better, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, so yeah, use that as a rule of thumb for Green Day. Yeah, don't muck about. No. Don't muck about. Start at the top and then let yourself free fall into oblivion. <laughs> uh, words to live by. Words to live by. Yeah. Um, well, that's it for this this episode. Uh, Dan, any last words? Where, where can we find you? Where would people be able to find you? Hopefully within you, two metres of other people. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can come onto the internet on the social medias and the Instagram. And if you go on the Instagram and type in Dreadful Discs, that's where you'll find me, hanging out, talking about my record collection. And please do drop me a little note and engage in the discussion. And if you want some Green Day on there, just blumming well tell me. And I'll do what I can do. He likes to do as he's told. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, you can uh, contact us at a new podcast at gmail.com, Instagram, a new winter, Twitter, a new winter, patreon.com slash a new winter. And yeah, tell us like what Green Day tracks you like or hate or what you think. Maybe we're completely wrong. Maybe the audience these days and all the kids out there love this stuff. Maybe they're lapping it up. Um, shame on you. <laughs> <laughs> you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to like things that are we think a shit you're not allowed to it's just how it goes we're the gatekeepers of green day and everything <laughs> and no of course you're allowed to like it we just want to know what's happened to your ears <laughs> <laughs> and your brain yeah no um well, you know enjoy whatever you want because we don't really care um thanks for listening everyone and uh, see you on the next one welcome to paradise you Culture. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.